Hello, I'm Patricia. This is Sound News, broadcasting from the Old Man Studio in Church Street, Portadown. This production is for weekending Saturday the 10th of October. On behalf of everyone here and the Craigavon Talking Newspaper team, welcome to this week's programme. The stories making the headlines this week are from the Portadown Times, We'll be there to help Jenny's family cope, and from the Lurgan Mail, You've had your say, now we reveal how the pandemic has really affected you. Now it's over to John, who brings you our first story. Management at Ulster Carpets have said they will be supporting the mother of Jenny Larmour in whatever way they can follow following the young student's death in England. Northumbria police are investigating her death, along with those of three other people. Jenny was one of two young women who were found unresponsive at the same university accommodation. Two men died elsewhere. The former deputy head girl at Amar Royal School, Jenny had just started her studies in architecture and urban planning at Newcastle University. Her mother, Sandra, is a long-standing employee at Portadown-based Ulster Carpets. A company statement said, This is a private family matter, and our thoughts are with them at this this, uh, distressing time. Sandra Larma is a long-standing employee with Ulster Carpets. Her colleagues are shocked and deeply saddened by the news of her daughter Jenny and the company will support Sandra in whatever way we can. Jenny was described by her former school as a model pupil. The school said, It is with a profound sense of sadness and loss that the school community has learned of the sudden death of former deputy head girl, Jenny Larmour. Jenny came to the Royal School in year eight, and in the years that followed, was a model pupil, exemplifying many of the values which this school seeks to promote. Her outstanding qualities as a pupil were recognized in her final year, when she was appointed deputy head girl, a role she carried out to a very high standard. It was Jenny's ambition to attend the Royal School and she wasted none of the opportunities offered to her. Jenny threw herself enthusiastically into school life. She was part of the highly successful combined cadet force, cadet force mill skills team and she worked closely with younger cadets to encourage them to develop their skills. Her capacity for encouraging others and showing leadership were evident when she was chosen for the important role of student leader at the Gordonstown International Summer School in the summer of 2019. She was a highly valued member of the chamber choir and was blessed with a beautiful singing voice. She combined that beautiful voice and a brilliant sense of comic timing 
when she was masterfully played, when she masterfully played the role of Madame de la Grande Bouche in the school production of Walt Disney's Beauty and the Beast. In October 2019, Jenny was part of the school's signature charity project, the Ashad team, which spent 10 days in the Trollach Puri slum in New Delhi. This trip required significant commitment and was the culmination of a year of fundraising activity by Jenny and the other team members. Jenny was a spirited and independently minded girl with a clear view which she was happy to articulate in a respectful manner. And she was possessed of a well-developed sense of justice. Through her work on the school council, she was instrumental in promoting plans for the greening of the school site through tree planting. We have no doubt that given her academic ability and personality, Jenny had a bright future ahead of her and we are saddened that she has been so suddenly cut short. We extend to her many friends, her family, brother and parents, our sincere sympathy at this tragic time and assure them of our prayers and practical support. Northumbria police are investigating the tragic deaths and have made 11 arrests on the suspicion of drugs-related offences. The women were first years who had been in the city for less than 48 hours. Their deaths are being linked to, to ketamine. The two men were believed to have taken ecstasy. The pandemic has caused us to spend less money and feel future healthcare funding should focus on increasing the number of doctors, nurses and other NHS workers. These are a couple of findings from a survey this newspaper group carried out to get a flavour of how exactly the pandemic has affected people in Northern Ireland and their thoughts for the future. The big conversation survey created by JPI Media looked at a range of issues surrounding the pandemic, including changes to personal lives, travel habits, health, employment, local life and fears, and hopes for the post-pandemic world. In the coming weeks, we will be looking at these issues in more depth. And one quote they have given. Social care services were deemed one of the lowest quality during the pandemic, with just 26% of respondents rating them good or very good. Now, wrote a chemist uh, times, during the week ahead, urgent prescriptions will be dispensed at the following addresses, starting with Portadown. On Sunday, the 11th of October, the chemist is Anderson's off the Guildford Road, open from 11 a.m. to 12 noon. Next week, from Monday, the 12th of October, the chemist is McKegney's of Church Street, open until 7 p.m. There is no rotochemist in Portadown after Wednesday. Lurgan residents can collect prescribed medicines on Sunday the 11th of October and the chemist is Clear Healthcare 
of High Street, opened from uh, 7, 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Next week, from, the, from Monday the 12th of October, the chemist is Boots of High Street, open until 7 p.m. There is no rhodochemist in Lurgan on Wednesday and none in either town on Saturday. Sunday opening applies to both towns for public holidays. And some crime. Police officers are to travel on trains and buses in a bid to thwart antisocial behaviour and crime. The PSNI and TransLink announced a new pilot scheme which will see a dedicated team of officers travelling on trains and buses across Northern Ireland. The new Safe Transport team will work alongside the TransLink team. Chief Constable Jonathan Roberts said the six-month pilot will work with neighbourhood teams at public transport hubs. The aim of the scheme is to provide a visible, reassuring presence for members of the public and help keep everyone safe, said the Chief Constable, who asked customers to also play a role in reporting anything suspicious. Officers will regularly travel on the trains and buses, ready to listen and act, so please speak with them if you witness any suspicious or criminal activity. Chris Conway, Group Chief Executive of TransLink, said, We have a long-standing relationship with the PSNI and routinely work closely with them to ensure we provide a safe environment for people to work and travel. This new Safe Transport Team trial travelling across the network to engage with passengers and offer reassurance and guidance, is a further significant step in our partnership to help make NI's public transport network even safer. We look forward to building on this partnership, giving both passengers and staff further confidence. Now here's a man in court accused of hijacking a vehicle when he saw a pile of clothes on a road. A victim thought someone had been hurt. A PSNI officer told Arma Magistrates Court. Leo Patrick Mark Largan, 44 years of age, of Wick Road, Pilning, Bristol, Bristol Avon, is accused of hijacking a Citroen van last Sunday, October the 4th, on the Ardress Road, Arma, by force. He also faces charges of kid kidnapping the van driver, threatening to kill him as well as telling, telling the van driver he wanted to kill his own wife. Further charges include stealing a van and driving it dangerously on the Ardress Road, plus resisting arrest, having no, drinking, having no driving licence and driving a vehicle without insurance. A constable told the court, when police arrived, Largan made off over nearby fields. She said police struck the defendant once with a baton and used CS spray during the arrest. The court was told the victim had spotted clothes in the middle of the road and thought someone was injured. He was approached by the defendant who demanded a lift to Armagh. The injured party said he wasn't going his direction. The constable said Largan is alleged 
to have grabbed the key from the ignition and told the injured party he had a knife. He got into the passenger side of the van and demanded that he be taken to Armagh. Larkin is alleged to have told the injured party his father had died the day before and also told him several times that he wanted to go to Armagh to kill his wife. The injured party managed to jump out of the vehicle and ran towards a house. It is claimed that the Fenton got into the driver's side and drove the vehicle erratically at the injured party. The victim, concerned about other road users and the defendant's wife, got back into the van and drove towards Armagh. Bail was opposed as the defendant had 12 known aliases. The district judge remanded Larkin in custody, refusing bail for fear of interference with witnesses and he might leave the jurisdiction. The case was adjourned until October the 27th. A new PSNI commander has been appointed for the Armagh, Bambridge and Craigavon area. Superintendent Patricia Foy took up her new role on Monday, October the 5th. She said, in my almost 32 years of service, I have worked in Newry, Armagh and Antrim in roles which have included Command Secretariat, Criminal Justice and most recently the Emergency Planning, Close Protection and Armed Policing Unit within Operational Support Department. I have also been fortunate enough in my career to have been seconded to the Home Office in London to work with police services to improve performance. Superintendent Wendy Middleton, the former local commander, has taken up a new post in district policing support based in Belfast. Children in the Armagh, Bambridge and Craig Avenue area are drinking to excess on a regular basis, according to the PSNI. Posting on Facebook, police warned young people are putting themselves at risk and urged adults not to buy alcohol for them. The PSNI said, having alcohol before you turn 18 is a regular occurrence in Northern Ireland. The problem is ABC District is people under 18 are drinking to excess on a regular basis and therefore putting themselves at risk. Your brain is still developing in your teenage years, he said. These young people are approaching adults on the street and asking them to buy alcohol for them. It is a sad fact that many people are happy to do this. However, it is illegal to buy alcohol for someone under 18. Would you like your son or daughter to be so drunk on a regular basis that they can barely stand or even speak their name? Would you want them to have a drug habit in which they will do anything, and I mean anything, to fund? Some people may not like the term, but they are children, so don't buy alcohol for them. Moving on to council news. More dogs in council area than any other areas of Northern Ireland. 
are my city, Banbridge and Craigavon Borough Council's residents love their dogs, with more licence in the borough than anywhere else in Northern Ireland. The borough was home to 19,577 licensed dogs in the 2019-20 financial year, according to figures released by the Department of Agriculture, Environment and Rural Affairs. This provided council with an income of £126,882.50. The figures for the first three months of the 2020-21 financial year have ABC at the top once again. Between April and June of this year, Council has issued 5,331 dog licences, which have provided an income stream of £34,302. A Council report on the matter put together by Council's Head of Environment Health, Gillian Topping, said The borough has had the greatest number of dog licences each year since 2017 and correspondingly generates the most income. It also notes that there has been no reduction in job licensing and related income during COVID-19 restrictions. Council Fitness Programme returns. Arma, City, Banbridge and Craigavon Borough Council's unique New Year in 52 Fitness Programme is returning. New Year in 52 combines popular, popular running and cycling activities such as such as couch to 5k and sofa to saddle with open water swimming and walking and has been hailed a tremendous success in spite of the COVID-19 pandemic. The council is delivering three groups so that as many people as possible can fit the twice weekly sessions into their busy schedules. The first two groups start on Tuesday, October 13th and run every Tuesday and Thursday at half 6 p.m. or half 7 p.m. The third group commences on Wednesday, October 14th and runs every Wednesday and Friday at 10 a.m. Register now for New Year in 52 at getactiveabc.com HW programs a new year in 52 weeks. A Portadown councillor has been assured local task forces are set to meet in the coming weeks. Portadown councillor Julie Flaherty inquired about the future of these task forces at September's monthly meeting of Amas City, Bambridge and Craig Avon Borough Council. I attended the Revitalisation and Recovery Stakeholder Forum and I was a bit disappointed, said Councillor uh, Flaherty. The only silver lining was the attendance of the Department for Communities at this meeting. But where are the local town centre task forces? Our town centres need the support. It would be very useful it would be a very useful forum to get members together in our own district electoral areas DEA to represent our urban and town areas I really do want to hear where we are with that 
council's strategic director of the place. Uh, Olga Murter informed Councillor Flaherty that dates had been arranged for the meeting of these task forces and members would be informed following the meeting. Speaking after the meeting, Councillor Flaherty, Flaherty confirmed that the meeting of the task force for her own DEA, Portadown, would take place in the first week of November. The Town Centre Task Force meeting for Portadown and Craigavon will be held on November the 3rd, said Councillor Flaherty. The meetings will go on to November the 17th. It is getting to the stage where we are having meetings about having meetings and it is starting to irritate me, she said. There seems to be a real lack of action and I would love to know why. There was a High Streets Task Force announced by Stormont in early August and I am still not sure now in October how that is going to work. Councillor Flaherty said she fears the whole thing has become something of a box-ticking exercise. Is it the revitalisation forum that is going to feed into this or our own DEA task force, Councillor Flaherty wondered. Every councillor from every DEA knows what needs to be done. It is just getting it done at the minute seems to be more difficult than it should be. There have been concerns expressed over the future of Port Downtown Centre even before the, the coronavirus pandemic and lockdown. And there have been a number of calls for more help and support to be given to town centre businesses, not least from Portadown Chamber of Commerce. Among the most recent schemes put forward was a, li a, a living under the shops plan, aimed at bringing more residents back into the town centre. With just five weeks until Armagh City, Bambridge and Craigavon Borough Council's state-of-the-art New South Lake Leisure Centre opens to the public, it's time to look back at the legacy left by the venue's two-year construction. As part of ABC Council's commitment to high levels of spend within the local market and small to medium-sized enterprises, it commissioned Farron's construction through the Scape Procure National Construction Framework to build the new leisure centre. A core component and ethos of the Scape Procurement System involved engaging with approved local businesses, subcontractors and suppliers, ensuring that the Kugavin project would provide significant employment opportunities for local residents and businesses. As well as creating more than 500 jobs during the project's construction phase and dedicating half a million man-hours to the project, Farrans were committed to providing a positive legacy in the local community through skills development, education and local capital investment. While the construction phase alone delivered an estimated $6.5 million in direct wages to the economy, the firm added significant unquantifiable value through workshops, apprenticeship schemes, helping people to into employment, 
work experience and site visits. The firms target that 75% of employment should be within a 40-mile radius was reached, and they even managed to spend 91% of their budget within that same radius, smashing their target goal of 75%. Plans for the new leisure centre complex were first floated in 2010 and are part of a wider and ambitious regeneration programme across the ABC area. It represents the largest capital project ever undertaken by the Council since its formation in 2015 and provides an enhanced facility designed to improve the quality of life and well-being of the whole borough. Survey call for Banford Bridge. Calls have been made for residents living close to Loch Nade to be surveyed regarding a footbridge over the River Ban. The bridge has been proposed for the River Ban at the Banfoot across to Comsol. However, the proposals have been a source of contention between some residents and those wishing to unite both sides of the river. SDLP MLA Dolores Kelly met with senior officials of Armagh City Banbridge and Craigavon Borough Council to discuss the proposal. Upper Ban MP Carla Lockhart has called on the government to extend a 21-month Brexit transition period to firms in Northern Ireland in light of continuing ambiguity of labelling requirements once the transition period ends. In a letter to DEFRA, Secretary George Eustace, Ms. Lockhart said, I have met with several agri-food and industry representatives who have expressed serious concerns about this issue. Already the timetable to have labelling changes in place is deemed impossible. As each day goes by, the lack of clarity heightens concern. It is clear that a 21-month transition period is needed for Northern Ireland business, like that for other parts of the UK, to ensure that trade is not impacted upon. This would then give certainty for business as the transition period ends, while affording space to plan for new requirements. Need for changing places toilets. Portadine Councillor has called on Council to do more to ensure Gosford Park is there for everyone to enjoy. The need for changing places toilets to cater for people with multiple learning disabilities as well as people with physical disabilities at the park was raised by Councillor Julie Flaherty. Deaths in the community. Anderson, Phyllis, passed away 27th of September 2020, sadly missed and lovingly remembered from her niece Mildred and family. Campbell, October the 5th, peacefully at Hockley Lodge Private Nursing Home, Eric Campbell, BEMJP, formerly of Knockview Drive in Tandragee, beloved husband of the late Joy, dear father of Fergus and Alistair, 
his partner Linda and dear grandfather of Cameron, interred in Ballymore Parish Church, Tandragee, on Wednesday the 7th of October. Cardwell, Nee Taylor, on the 30th of September, in her own home in Guildford Road, Porter Down. Dorothy, beloved and devoted wife of the late Eric, dearest mother of Deidre, Alistair and the late Deborah. A funeral service has taken place last Friday in Milne's Funeral Church, 59 Seagull Road, followed by committal in Seagull Parish Church Graveyard. Graham, October the 5th. Peacefully at Craigavon Area Hospital, James, late of 98 Tandragee Road, Guildford, dearly loved husband of Winifred, dear father of Annette, Colin and Stuart, father-in-law of Helen and Christine, interred in Tandragee Presbyterian Churchyard on Wednesday the 7th of October. Green, Lily, on the 26th of September, loved sister of the late Sammy. Lutton, on the 3rd of October, peacefully at Ochnacloy House, Lurgan, late of Village Walk, Portadown. Dorothy, beloved wife of the late Andy and dear mother of Drew and Shirley, interred in Seagull Cemetery on Monday the 5th. Linus, 1st of October, peacefully at home in Coronation Street, Laurelvale, surrounded by his loving family. William Henry, known as Billy, devoted and beloved husband of Elizabeth, dearest dad of Joanne, father-in-law of Robert and much-loved granddad of Billy and Bobby. A private funeral service has taken place with the committal in Mullavilly Parish Church Graveyard. MacIver, Linda, died on the 5th of October. Precious sister of Raymond, sister-in-law, Belle, nieces Nicola, Sarah, Caroline and families. I've got an advert here from Molly Fuels and it says they have a fuel range of solid fuels. Home heating itself is also, home heating oil itself is also available and the, their top quality coal is available at their cash and carry. Their address is 20, 21 Windsor Avenue, Lurgan. Telephone number is 3834-999-8772-3294-9032-1032-9061-5997. And the website you can order online is mollyfuels.com. Now we have only got one community event. Stramore Community Association will not be hosting its usual public gathering at Guildford War Memorial this year. Instead, it will facilitate a vigil from 8.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. on the day. There will be people from the community at the War Memorial all day during that period and anyone wishing to be there for up to an hour as part of the core team just needs to message the Stramore Facebook page with names and times proposed. Those who lay wreaths 
can do so at any time during the day and the normal activities will all take place during the day, i.e. the last post, prayer with the Reverend D. Cadu of St. Paul's, piping and anyone looking to carry out any appropriate activities such as poetry or musical tributes should contact the association to ensure clashes are avoided. The vigil will comply with COVID regulations. Now we're on to sport and this time it is motorbikes. Jonathan Ray will have to wait another two weeks for the chance to be crowned World Superbike Champion for a sixth successive time after a matic weekend at Magny Coors in France. The Kawasaki rider, who won Saturday's opening race and the Super Pole race on Sunday in the wet to move to within touching distance of the title, needed to finish on the rostrum in race three. However, Ray could only manage fourth place after appearing to struggle for grip throughout the 21-lap race, with the 33-year-old surviving several big moments in the damp conditions as he tried to chase down Ducati's Chaz Davies in third. The race was won by Ray's closest title rival, Scott Redding, a Ruba uh, in the Ducati by 2.5 seconds from Frenchman Laura's Baz, who sealed the runner-up spot ahead of Davies and Ray. Five-time champion Ray, who shot into the lead and stayed there until he was overtaken by Redding on lap four, now heads to the final round at Estoril in Portugal, with a lead of 59 points over his Ducati rival, where the Northern Ireland rider only needs to increase his advantage by a further three points to guarantee the world crown. Ray, who clinched title successes at Magny Coeurs in France 2017, 2018 and 2019, will also have to wait a little longer for the opportunity to seal a 100th career World Superbike race win after moving onto a record 99 victories at the weekend. Turkington set for title drive. Portadown's Colin Turkington is looking ahead to the latest round of the British Touring Car Championship this weekend at Croft in North Yorkshire. Continuing behind closed doors, the event is one of three rounds remaining on the calendar as the title battle reaches a climax. Defending champion Turkington is currently in second in the driver's standings, only four points shy of the lead after his home victory at Silverstone last time out. Turkington rates Croft as his favourite circuit and is fired up for a big for a big weekend as he, as he steps up his quest to retain his crown. And now we're on to football. 
Glenavon Chairman Adrian Tear is hopeful continued talks with officials can result in greater flexibility over crowd numbers at Mournview Park. Current rules could limit Glenavon's first home league Mid-Ulster derby date with Portadown since 2017 to around 340 fans in Lurgan. With preparations building towards the October 17 kick-off date, Tear has voiced fears of crippling financial damage to Irish League clubs by restriction, restrictions under their coronavirus uh, regulations. Tear accepts Northern Ireland executive measures dictate how the Irish Football Association, Northern Ireland Football League and Amas City Banbridge and Craigavon Borough Council must deal with crowd numbers and stringent match day protocols. However, the high experienced chairman feels recent uh, trial fixtures prove Glenavon could comfortably cope with numbers up to three times the current limit. Yeah. Uh, ticket sales at present have had to be set uh, at around 11% of our capacity. But the option of, for example, family bubbles sitting together within an approach to social distancing regulations, we feel could still lead to an increase on that 340 figure, with protection still the priority. Barraclo highlights incentive to NI squad. Northern Ireland manager Ian Barraclo is, is backing his players to embrace the EU RO 2000, 2020 playoff pressure on Thursday against Bosnia and Herzegovina. Captain Stephen Davis could set a Northern Ireland Caps record in Sarajevo, but Barraclo has highlighted the collective drive to reach a renowned worldwide tournament finals as the ultimate overall incentive for his 26-strong panel. Victory in the Path B playoff this week would set, would set up a final showdown in, in Belfast on November 12th against either Slovakia or Republic of Ireland and Barraclo is rel relishing the challenge. Rugby. Portadown first second league fixture of the campaign resulted in a 13-6 reverse to Cook. Portadown scored two penalties through centre Chris Cousins, while Cook converted one of their own, leaving the score 6-3 at half-time. In the second half, Portadown worked hard and played well but couldn't finish off chances, while Cook managed to touch down twice. Despite another good performance, Portadown were let down by an ability to finish their attacking threats. In the under-14s, Portadown started strongly with big carries from the forwards pulling Coleraine in which created spaces for backs to run into the and score. This dominant pattern continued throughout the first quarter and put Portadown 32-0 up. 
A series of substitutions slightly disrupted the team and allowed Coleraine to pull one try back, but soon Portadown organised themselves again, with all team members contributing as some clever kicks and quick taps helped Portadown build further scores. The squad featured a mix of 9-year-old and 10-year-old players on the way to a 92-10 result. Thanks to the Portadown players who opted to line out for Coleraine to allow play to go ahead. An under-16s Portadown met Coleraine at Chambers Park with a 31-strong panel of home players. Coleraine recorded a 27-19 win with minutes awarded across the town group as part of player development. And in the seconds, Portadown seconds opening league clash finished in favour of Ennis Killen by 26-20 at Chambers Park. The Blues came out of the gate faster, taking control of the game with a strong running back line led by Brandon Gribben and a dominant scrum. This scrum led to the first score for Portadown as William Holden took the ball at the back of a five-metre scrum and dotted it down. Ennis Gillen responded with a try, but at half-time Portadown led 10-7. The second half was an excite- as exciting as the first with some fine running rugby. The lead switched hands with Enniskillen scoring again after the break. Then replacement winger Daryl McCartan created his own chance, running down the wing and cutting through to touchdown for a great try. Enniskillen came back in the last five minutes to score. And the fourths, they lost 24-3 to Banbridge, sixth in their second league game of the year. Playing in the minor South League, Portadown posted a first-half penalty by David Whitten towards the 17-3 deficit. Whitten was named Portadown's leading player, with Andrew Stevenson solid on his first appearance for the fourth. Special mention also to Sam Close, Andy Brisbane, Johnny Hampton and Elvinas Kilimonis. Portadown have confirmed plans to introduce an early bird scheme in place of season tickets for the forthcoming Danske Bank Premiership campaign amid the ongoing uncertainty caused by COVID-19 restrictions. Season ticket holders from last season should contact Club Secretary Bill Emerson via ticket at portadownfc.co.uk or 077 2980-4542 by Friday, October the 16th to register for the restructured plan with their general fan base in a position to sign up following that deadline. At the moment, the early bird scheme is only available to 200 supporters. However, this will increase if and when Amma City, Banbridge and Craig Borough Council feel it appropriate and safe to increase the COVID safe capacity at Shamrock Park. We appreciate that these circumstances aren't perfect, but having considered all uh, all options and arrangements for the season ahead, we believe the early bird scheme is the best alternative to seizing season tickets during this difficult period. 
Portadown manager Matthew Tipton closed out Monday's Irish League transfer deadline with the addition of Ben Guy on loan from Aston Villa. The 19-year-old midfielder will move to Northern Ireland for the forthcoming season and was scheduled to take part last night on Friday in his first training session. Ports defender Paddy McNally was this week named the Northern Ireland Football Awards Bluefin Sport Championship Player of the Year. McNally's team teammate Lee Bonus was also nominated alongside Ryan Campbell of Ballinamallard United. I've got some journal news here and it says Trust Team in Running for Nursing, Nursing Times Award. The Southern Trust has made it to the shortlist of the prestigious Nursing Times Workforce Submit and, award, and Awards. The Trust's Practice Education Team has been recognized in the preceptorship of the year category for a project introduced to support newly qualified nurses and, and mid, midwives. The team is the only one for, from Northern Ireland in the shortlist for the UK-wide awards which recognize and reward excellence in supporting the future of the nursing and midwifery workforce. They were nominated for introducing new eye-catching green ID lanyards and badges so that existing staff could easily identify and support new recruits as they begin their new careers. The second Angela McCabe Memorial Cup, in memory of a young county Armagh mum, has been hailed a huge success. The soccer tournament in memory of Angela McCabe was organised by her husband Frank to raise funds for Charis, a charity which helped the couple and their family as Angela battled cancer. The tournament involved a number of 11-a-side teams from across County Armagh and was sponsored by Almac, the Craig Avon-based firm where Frank works. Angela passed away in March 2019 after a valiant fight against a rare form of cancer. Throughout, Angela enthused a positive energy and fought hard for a long time to beat it. During her battle, she and her husband Frank and children Emma, eight, Michael, six, attended Charis on the shores of Loch Fay near Cookstown. It is a charity which supports men and women affected by cancer, as well as their families and supporters, or any family member bereaved by cancer. It has been a tough journey for Frank and his children since Angela passed away and the family wanted to do something positive to remember her and to raise funds for Charis, which has been a huge support to them. With Frank's background at Craig Evans City Football Club, he was the team's first captain in 2007 and has been involved in the club's development ever since. 
It was obvious soccer would feature in any uh, charity event. And so the Angela McCabe Memorial Cup was born in 2019 and Angela McCabe played in 2020. Frank, Frank has expressed his sincere gratitude to his family and friends for all their support. Craig Evans City Football Club allowed their facilities and players and media presence, whilst Pat Hanna Fuels uh, Newry donated a set of jerseys for the Angela McCabe Cup. Angela's former workmates at Blue Sink IT in Belfast, where she was an IT manager, took runners-up in the tournament. Two teams were made up of various members of the McCabe clan and Craig Evans City Football Club also played two matches. The Angela McCabe plate was won by Craig Evans City Football Club while the Angela McCabe Cup was won by Team McCabe. The event raised £1,500 in aid of Charis and the family handed over a cheque to the charity at their Loch Fay Centre. Major changes are coming soon to the Diocese of Dromore, which includes Craigavon, Lurgan, Guildford and Bleary areas. Archbishop Eamon Martin, who is the Apostolic Administrator, announced a new diocesan pastoral council will be formed based on the five pastoral areas of the diocese. Canon Liam Stevenson will be the vicar for Ain for the new pastoral area of St Ronan's, which will encompass parishes of Shank Hill, St Peter's Lorgan, and Shank Hill, St Paul's Lorgan, parishes of Mauraverty, Craigavon, and Seagull, Denimacash. Parish of Marilyn. Very Reverend Brian Fitzpatrick, C.C. Shankill, that's St. Peter's and St. Paul's Lurgan, to be P.P. of Mauraverty, Craigavon, P.P. Siegel, Derry McCash. Very Reverend Michael McGinn, outgoing chaplain, Craigavon Area Hospital, is to be the assistant priest in St. Ronan's pastoral area. Very Reverend Canon Gerald Powell, to be vicar for Ain for St. Patrick's pastoral area, which is the parishes of C. Patrick in Banbridge and Anna Clone, parish of Tullylish, parish of Akaderg. The Reverend Juan Jesus Gonzalez Borallo, transitional deacon, is to serve in the parishes of Mauraverty, Craigavon, and Sego, Derrimacash. It follows a meeting of clergy and representatives last Friday, at which the Dromore Diocesan Strategic Working Group was discussed. Archbishop Eamon said the diocese is relaunching and renaming the five pastoral areas and in the coming months he will begin the pr process of establishing a Dromore Diocesan Pastoral Council to take forward the recommendations of the strategic working groups. Archbishop Eamon thanked the priests and deacons for their continued ministry and service and wishes well those who are taking up these new appointments. He also thanked the people of the diocese for their ongoing prayers. Cement lorry loses bar on Guildford Street. A cement lorry overturned on the main road through Guildford caused traffic chaos on Tuesday. It appears that the barrel holding the cement detached from lorry and lodged against the lorry and a parked car. The junction of Dumbarton Street 
Bridge Street and Bambridge Road was closed for some time as a result of the incident. Local businesses are throwing their weight behind a charity which provides free school meals to children in some of the world's poorest countries. Porridge manufacturers have been to the forehead of National Porridge Day, which is celebrated on Saturday, October the 10th. White's Oats of Tandrigee are supporting Mary's Meals with sample packs of porridge, helping to promote the symbolism and the importance of starting your day with porridge. Richel's Store Fruitfield has also provided vital help. They recently hosted tea and sandwiches for volunteers taking part in the annual sponsored walk. They also hosted a bucket collection on the day. Fruitfield will again host a bucket collection this Saturday for National Porridge Day, with porridge sachets being given out to help remember what commonly brings the children to school, and that is a Mary's Meals porridge. With growing interest locally, the charity would love to have interested parties make contact and get involved in any way with the potential, potential of helping them start a support group in the local area. National Porridge Day is very symbolic for Mary's Meals, as porridge is one of our most common meals served in schools. Being supported by local community-owned White's Oats is a great help, highlighting the amount of sustenance of this humble superfood, sourced from sustainable uh, local farmers, values also held dearly by Mary's Meals. It costs just £15.90 to feed a child with Mary's Meals for an entire school year. To find out more about getting involved, especially in the Ama Rich Hill, Portadown or Lurgan area, visit marysmeals.org.uk or call 07515-288-224. More than 200 workers took part in the annual sponsored walk. People from across Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland participated in Step by Step, an annual event organised in aid of school feeding charity, Mary's Meals. Participants in the popular event usually take on a 170-mile walk from Coal Island or Lurgan to Knock in County Mayo. This year... Due to the impact of the COVID uh, pandemic, they had the option to complete a walk closer to home. Last year, volunteers from Ama and Benburb, Cull Island, Belfast, Newton Abbey, Beira, Oma and Fermanagh raised more than £12,400, enough to feed 800 children with Mary's Meals 
for an entire school year by taking part in the event. Mary's Meals normally serve nutritious meals in schools in 19 of the world's poorest countries. The promise of food attracts impoverished children to the classroom, where they can gain an education that will one day be their ladder out of poverty. With schools across the globe closed due to the coronavirus pandemic, the charity has been quick to adapt, working with governments and local communities to develop safe methods of distribution, which allows almost all the children who normally enjoy its meals to eat at home instead. A local church has submitted a planning application that, if approved, will see it locate a community hub to the rear of the Toymaster store on Portadowns High Street. The planning application submitted by Agents 8PA Architecture Limited on behalf of the ECF Trust will see the building at the rear of 13 to 15 High Street becoming a community hub comprising of a church office, worship room, multi-use room, coffee lounge, counselling centre and outdoor terrace. The planning application also seeks to create a new external approach and landscape works to the site, which will be accessed from Edward Street. Previously, a planning application had been approved for the site, but the approval was never taken further and the space currently lies empty and in disrepair. The Emanuel Church Portadown has been based in the High Street Mall for the past three years. However, because of renovations to the shopping centre, the space the church occupied within the building is no longer suitable. The new site is located less than 200 metres away from the church's former home. A transport assessment form submitted by the applications agent HPA Architecture Limited says that any increase in vehicular traffic as a result of this proposal will be low with a minimal increase outside of network peak times. The document also makes clear that the application complies with relevant car parking standards and can utilise available car parking at off-peak times. It will also enable public spaces to be used at off-peak times. The Emanuel Church Portadown is seeking to develop its presence in the town centre to provide a fit-for-purpose facility to operate in the full extent of its activities. The applicant's agent has told the local democracy reporting service that alongside regular church activities on a Sunday and during the week, the church will use the building as a community hub to carry out all of the community development projects that are practical outworking of its faith. These community projects include youth programmes for 11 to 18 year olds, children's programmes for 4 to 10 year olds, a weekly free cafe, a food bank in partnership with Craigavon Food Bank, a clothing bank that will provide free clothing for those in need, and English classes for speakers of other languages. In addition to these facilities, the church also plans to develop a counselling facility in partnership with Lynx Counselling, as well as various health and wellbeing courses and programmes designed to benefit the community. The application was received by council planners on Monday, September the 7th. Action needed to end flooding once and for all, says Baxter. Long-suffering Donna Cloney residents 
were distressed to face weekend flooding despite advanced drainage improvement works. The DUP's councillor Mark Baxter has since called on NI Water Water to rectify the problem once and for all with a £250,000 road drainage improvement and resurfacing scheme nearing completion in the village of Donacloney. He said, I was shocked to be met with yet more flooding on Main Street during, during the weekend's rain. I, along with colleagues, have lobbied for many years to both roads, roads service and NI water to fix the ongoing issues with flooding at the junction of Laurel Grove and Main Street in the village. After speaking with roads service, I am, I am happy that they have upgraded their infrastructure to cope with the excess water, but it's now up to NI Water to improve their systems to fix this issue once and for all. Residents quite, residents quite rightly feel aggrieved because they felt that this scheme nearing completion was finally going to solve the issue that I've been highlighting since I first came onto council in 2011. Outhouse, a new store in Portadown Town Centre, has brought a touch of pizzazz and sparkle to the high street. Just two weeks ago since it opened, and already it has proved a major attraction, offering a contemporary European array of home decor. Both owners, both owners Thomas Vaughan and Neil Anderson, are already well-known entrepreneurs in the town, each celebrated for his creative flair. Now together in this enterprise, the pair have gathered a kaleidoscope of artwork, lighting, furniture for both indoor and outdoor mm -hmm. living. Thomas, who has a design store in Woodhouse Street, revealed that they had the idea to open a new store before the pandemic arrived and had been a little apprehensive about opening during the crisis. With the help of two new staff, the duo, the duo have opened the innovative design store which would rival top names in the fashion capitals of the world. They have tempting pieces such as Danish lighting and Danish candles, which are so similar to real candle wax, but yet can be switched on. But it isn't outhouse for just indoor living. The pair have a great deal of outdoor furniture and furnishings. Outhouse has fire pits, and outdoor rugs, which can be power washed, particularly popular with dog owners. Thomas and Neil have stylish Halloween ideas and will soon be showcasing their Christmas decor. Find Outhouse in Marcus Street, Portadown.
a charity that works with people thinking about taking their own lives and those affected by suicide, revealed to Carla Lockhart that they are seeing more referrals since lockdown and the COVID-19 crisis hit Northern Ireland back in March. That worrying and stark revelation led the DUP MP to the conclusion that an actual strategy needs to be put in place here to deal with loneliness and isolation within the rural communities. Meanwhile, the new research led by University of Exeter and national rural charity The Farming Community Network, FCN, is aiming to explore how social isolation, loneliness and mental health issues within the farming community are experienced and managed and how to improve support available. The research titled Loneliness, Social Isolation and Mental Health in Farming Communities An Analysis of Social and Cultural Factors will be conducted by the Centre for Rural Policy Research, CRPR, at the University of Exeter and is scheduled to conclude in September next year. Matt Lobley, Professor of Rural Resource Management and Director of CRPR at the University of Exeter said, At a time when the mental well-being of the farming community is a topic of increasing interest and awareness, this research will help us understand more about pathways from isolation and loneliness to mental health issues and will help inform future interventions to support farming families. Trust says 12 patients died after COVID-19 outbreak. The Southern Health Trust has reported another death after outbreaks of COVID-19 at two of its main hospitals. The latest death at the Mayo Medical Ward at Daisy Hill Hospital in Newry brings the total of deaths at this unit to six people. A trust spokesperson on Friday, on Friday said, Sadly, a further patient connected to the ward and who had a positive test for COVID-19 has passed away. This brings the total of patients connected to the ward, ward who have passed away to six. A total, a total of 12 people have died across two hospitals in the Southern Trust in recent weeks following the outbreaks of COVID-19 at units across Craigavon Hospital and Daisy Hill. At the hematology ward in Craigavon Hospital, which primarily deals with cancer patients, the trust said the total number of patients who have tested positive remains ends at 14. Meanwhile, at Daisy Hill Hospital, the total number of patients connected to the male medical ward at Daisy Hill Hospital who have tested positive remains at 13. ABC Council is encouraging micro and small enterprises from the borough to sign up to its free business mentoring service through the Business Support Hub. Free and open to all local businesses with fewer than 50 employees, the ABC Business Support Hub enables eligible businesses to benefit from 20 hours of mentoring support from a pool of experienced expert business advisors. The independent and impartial business mentors 
offer tailored one-to-one guidance and information, helping meet each business particularly needs, a business's particular needs and requirements. From advice on how to mitigate cash flow challenges to assistance with restructuring and change, the advisory service helps equip local businesses with the right skills and tools to ensure viable trading and long-term growth. Encouraging fellow local businesses to sign up Borough cafe owner Scott King from Cracked Pot said, The support and assistance I've received from my mentor has been instrumental in helping me create a pathway to reopening my business during the pandemic. The ABC Business Support Hub program is part funded by Invest Northern Ireland and the European Regional Development Fund under the Investment for Growth and Jobs Northern Ireland Programme. It is part of the Ama City Banbridge and Craig Avon Council Business Engagement, Growth Driver and Win More Business Programmes. Staffing at Craig Avon Senior High School is back to full capacity, the principal has revealed. Ms Ruth Harkness had asked Year 11 pupils at the Portadown campus to remain at home on Monday, with a smaller group asked to remain at home on Tuesday due to a high level of staff absence. It's understood no one in the school community has tested positive for COVID-19. Ms Harkness thanked the public for its concern during these challenging times and added, please be reassured that when a member of our school community tests positive for COVID-19, We will implement procedures in line with the guidance from PHA, Education Authority and Department for Education. This will include notifying all parents and carers. All communications will take place through the school's SIMS parent app. And on that note, we have now come to the end of our recording for this week. Our thanks to the team of volunteers who edited and recorded this week. And for the... Um, Michael's for collecting the papers for us. The Presbyterian Church for the use of the studio. Editing with me this week was William, who stayed on to be our technician. And reading with me were Jim and Nathan. From the newsroom at the Old Man's, this is Patricia signing off. Thank you for spending time with us. All our good wishes for the week ahead. Our team will be back with you in four weeks' time. Please remember to return your wallet. Sound News is a Craigavon Talking Newspaper production.